This is Chase Keeler, and today is a very special day because I'm here with an extraordinary guest. Not only do I get the privilege of interviewing someone I look up to and consider a dear friend, but he's also walked these Hame halls as a student just like you and me. It's my honor to introduce Marty Lott, class of 1968, founder of Sandmar, and a mentor to many. How are you, Marty? I'm wonderful. Chase, I just want to thank you for the honor of being interviewed. Yeah. So let's go to it. That's great to hear, and I hope you like coming back to your old stomping grounds. So for our first question, I just want to ask, if you could tell your 18-year-old self anything, what would it be and why? Wow, great question. I think that by 18, I was already more interested in working than going to school. Mm -hmm. And as I've gone through my career, hard work definitely pays off. And there's sort of two secrets I've had. And I think if I knew him at 18, instead of learning him at 22, it would have given me a four-year advantage. That is, to be successful, you got to do two things. You got to tell the truth and you got to be nice. And you learn both of those in kindergarten, but so many people in the world haven't figured it out. So I personally think that how it's a great story about how you started Sanmar. Would you care to tell? Sure. When I was in college, my roommate worked for an ad agency and he was given a project of developing a, what we would call today, a promotional product for college students for a brewery. And he gave me the project. Um, I developed a backpack for Heidelberg Brewery. Um, We pitched it, we sold it. And I realized after I had made the sale that I was going to need a bank account because I was going to get a check and I was going to have to write a check to my supplier who had given me credit. So I went to the bank and I said, I want to open a bank account. And they go, well, what do you want to deposit? And I said, well, I don't want to deposit anything right now. I just want a bank account. And they go, well, you got to put money in to get a bank account. So I took a dollar out of my pocket and that's how I started Sandmar. That's a fantastic story. Is there anything that Sandmar has taken on outside of the clothing industry you are proud of? Um, I think that the social projects we've done around the world um, have probably given me more pride than any of the products we've sold. Mm -hmm. Um, I do get tremendous pride out of watching somebody wear a product we've manufactured, but um, just there's many stories, but I'll give you my Tanzania story. And went to Tanzania with my wife for the five-year anniversary of a sewing factory there in a little town called Morogoro. And in Africa, even to this day, women are not given jobs. Um, They have literally no opportunity whatsoever in the world. And we went into the small town. We taught women how to sew. They had never even seen a sewing machine, so we taught them on paper. And on the five-year anniversary, there was 1,900 women working in the factory. They all had bank accounts because we had to have a way of paying them. They learned to trade. Their kids were now going to school. They were buying motorcycles, getting loans on homes, getting health care. And I gave a very short speech when we first got there and these women started singing and dancing and pretty much insisted that my wife and I go around and say hello to every one of them. And we spent two hours hugging on 1900 women we had never met before, but we had truly changed their lives and the lives of the town they lived in. It's just one example. We do things like that all over the world, but that was uh, incredibly emotional. So that's a fantastic story. (laughs) That's, that's amazing. I know you are a mental mentor and role model to so many, and I can say in more cases than one, you've helped me become a better person. 
but who do you look up to as your role model? You know, I get asked that question a lot and um, I have a really hard time coming up with a person. And so I have learned from people my entire life and uh, you just pick up bits and pieces, but I don't know if there's a person. Um, I remember early on in my career, I was dealing with a gentleman and he um, said, we really want to do business with you because we like the way you clean up your mistakes. And I looked at him kind of funny and he goes, look, everybody makes mistakes. It's how you clean them up that makes a difference. So um, do a good job cleaning up your mistakes because you will make them. Yep. So before we wrap things up, the last thing I have to say is what's one question you would have wanted me to ask you today? I think the question that you're doing a really good job, by the way, Chase. Um, I meet with all of the new employees at Sandmore. In fact, I met with a group of them yesterday. And the meeting um, is that they have to ask me a question. And so I get asked a tremendous number of questions. Um, that one I haven't been asked before. Um, yesterday I got asked a question. It was, um, why do we have to ask you questions? And I, I hadn't been asked that one before, and it was really a good question. And the reality was that I want to tell people what they need to know, not what I think they need to know. So I'd rather hear from them what they're interested in. Um, and I think that when I look at what you're doing in your project, it's Part of this, I'm assuming, is a learning how to interact, um, and I think that's wonderful. Um, I think the big question to me is, what does it take to be successful? Um, you want to join your family business. Um, to do that, you, you need a trade. You need to learn the skill sets but probably more important, you need to learn how to deal with people. And dealing with people, some, some people are really good at it and other people fail at it miserably. So how do you deal with people? Um, how do you shake hands? So let's shake hands, Jason. Okay, you did two things really well, okay? You looked me in the eye and you gave me a firm grip, okay? Those are like absolutely mandatory in shaking hands. And as simple and as stupid as that sounds, that's kind of the first thing that you do when you meet with somebody. And if it's somebody you don't know and you don't look them in the eye and you don't give them a firm handshake, you don't have to break their hand, but yeah. it just tells them so much about you. Um, I think you need to make sure that you care about others. Um, there's an expression I heard from a, I think it was probably a 10 year old at the time, but his comment was, no, you go first. Okay. You going first means a lot. Um, it's not push somebody out of the way and it's like, I want to be first. Okay. You can win a game. You can fight hard to win the game, but um, letting somebody go first giving people a chance, um, understanding what's important to others is part of it. Um, I think that you're at a 
you're at a wonderful age to start um, learning how to talk to all kinds of people, whether it's a three-year-old or a 73-year-old. Um, it's slightly different. Um, you can make it relevant to you, but when you make it relevant to someone else, that's, that's where you get real brownie points. Yeah. Well, we can wrap things up here. It was a pleasure to interview you, Marty. And to everyone who's listening, if you're just going to listen to one thing I have to say, it's to be nice and tell the truth. And that can go a long way for sure. Thank you very much, Chase. I say the same thing. All right. This has been Chase Keeler. You're listening to 88.9 The Bridge. Let's get back to the music.